0: Hey guys, welcome back to the All Bodies Nutrition Podcast. This is your host, Eleni, and as always, I'm so grateful to have you here with me today. Today is day 11 of the 12 days of Christmas. I cannot believe we are almost finished with this series. As I've said, I've been really enjoying it, and I'm so grateful that you guys choose to come and spend a little bit of time with me each day during this holiday season. Um, So today's episode, I thought I would talk a little bit about something not necessarily not related to diet culture, but something that has maybe a little bit more of a clinical application, and that is supplementation. So when I talk about supplements, I'm referring to anything that you take like vitamins, minerals, protein powder, etc. And I find that a lot of times there's a lot of misunderstanding and misinformation about supplementation. So first I want to talk about regulation meaning like regulation of supplements. So first of all, supplements in any form, whether it's a vitamin, a mineral, fish oil, protein powder, whatever, under the FDA, the Federal Drug Administration, it is not FDA regulated, which poses a little bit of a problem, which I'll get into. Um, but It is not FDA-related for God knows what reason. It's probably because some lobbyists want to be able to put whatever they want in these supplements without having any sort of accountability. So in order for a supplement company or a supplement to be investigated to, um, to clarify whether or not what they list the ingredients on the label as it is self-reported. So essentially, if someone takes a supplement, and then they get sick from it, or it gives them a bad reaction, or whatever it might be, it is up to the person who took it to report it to the company. And then the company must self-report to the government entity, which is insane to me, which why would a company, um, I mean, they should be transparent. But the point is, is that Whatever the ingredients are listed on the supplement are not regulated. So they could literally be lying about what is in the supplements. So I don't want you guys to be wary like, oh my God, supplements are terrible. No, they are not. And there's a place for them um, when appropriate. And I'll get into what that may or may not be. But I just want you guys to know that even when it says all natural, organic, whatever it might be, there is no Like transparency on the company's part that is going to support what they say is in the supplement. So they could literally be putting more than the amount that they say they are. They could be putting less than the amount that they say that they are. They could be putting something completely different. So that is why I'm always very hesitant when someone tells me, like a new patient comes to me or, or a client comes to me and says that they're taking all of these supplements because they saw it online and it was really great and Dr. Oz said this and that. And there's just so much misinformation out there that when it comes to supplementation, I am very, um, what's the word, reserved, meaning that I only recommend supplements. If you need it, and that means if you have a certain restriction in your diet, if we get lab work and we see that you are low in something, or if I notice that you're not getting a lot of something in your diet and it could lead to you having a deficiency, then I would recommend it. So those are the only three cases that I would recommend it, um, but in general, just taking whatever it is under the sun. Um, I do not recommend, and it's for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, you most likely are getting enough of all these nutrients um, from your diet as long as you're having a varied, balanced diet. So you don't, in theory, need supplementation. And number two, which is more importantly, which I don't think a lot of people understand, is that when your body absorbs certain vitamins they go through the same route of absorption when it comes to being broken down and put through your system. So certain vitamins are absorbed in the same route, which means that if you overtake, meaning like you take a lot of one vitamin, it could compete for absorption with another vitamin, meaning that that other vitamin won't be absorbed and stored or utilized in your body. So it could in essence, cause you to have a deficiency of another vitamin. So generally this goes for fat-soluble vitamins, so like vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin C, vitamin E, vitamin K, things like that. Um, All other vitamins like um, calcium and minerals and all those different things, those are not stored in the body generally. Obviously, there's calcium stored in certain parts of your body, but it's not like you take a calcium supplement and then it automatically goes to your bones. That That's just not how it works. Um, but essentially, all of the other water-soluble vitamins are just urinated out of your system if they're not utilized. So essentially, individuals who take a lot of vitamins that don't need it. very expensive urine. (laughs) And that is kind of like a joke when I used to work in clinical because a lot of people would come to me and say, oh, I'm taking this, 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 and that. And I understand your desire to make sure that you're getting enough nutrients. But honestly, the best way to get the most bioavailable nutrient, which means, and bioavailability essentially is how much what percentage of what you're taking in of a specific nutrient that your body is actually able to break down and utilize within your body Um, and so oftentimes synthetic forms that are found in supplements so even when it says all natural and organic a lot of the times it's made from a different composition Um, it's not made from the actual fruit or vegetable that it comes from Um, it's not as well utilized in the body. So always my recommendation is to get your nutrients from whole foods itself. Um, And so this kind of makes me think about the other day when I was watching QVC. I like to keep it on the TV on the background. They had this, the, the daily special or whatever it's called, today's special value. And it was like, the seven greens like lollipops and gummy chews and they were essentially saying that like you can get the same amount of nutrients from taking these like lollipops or like gummies or chews or whatever and they were showing a refrigerator full of spinach and apples and cucumbers and all these fruits and vegetables and they were saying you can eat that or you can just take these gummies and in theory yeah maybe that's true but Realistically, that is not the same thing as you eating those fresh fruits and vegetables or frozen fruits and vegetables or canned fruits and vegetables. When in doubt, always go to the natural food source itself. And now if you're someone who struggles to eat fruits and vegetables, that's a whole other thing. And there are many clients of mine that just don't like certain fruits and vegetables. And depending on where they're their intake is and how varied it is, that's when I would make a recommendation. So as long as you're getting a varied diet, consuming fruits and vegetables throughout the day in different forms, um, in each of your meals, you should be fine. Um so I just want you to understand a little bit about the scientific background of supplements and how they really are something that's serious. There's also another um thing that I wanted to tell you guys about interactions when it comes to food, drug, nutrient interactions. Some supplementation can interact with medications. And so, of course, your doctor should be telling you these things, but sometimes they forget or or you you may forget or you may not fully understand. And it's always important to just let your physician know what you are taking just to be sure. And I want to just close off with protein powders. Now, there are different types of protein powders. There is whey protein isolate. There is um, whey protein concentrate. There are vegetarian and vegan forms of protein powder. There's everything under the sun. Um, so when I talked about bioavailability before, The same way that your body is able to break down certain nutrients and use them effectively in your system, the same thing goes for food as well. So when it comes to protein powder, there are certain types of protein powders that are easier for your body to break down and absorb. So for example, if you're taking a protein powder that has 25 grams of protein, that doesn't necessarily mean that your body is going to break down and digest and utilize that full 25 grams. It could, it could be exactly 25 grams, it could be less than 25 grams, and that could be for a variety of different reasons. It depends what you eat with it, how much acid your stomach makes, and how it's broken down in your system. There's so many different things that come into play, so it's never 100% exact, but whey protein isolate is the best bioavailability-wise when it comes to protein powder, um when it comes to whey protein concentrate it's not as well utilized by the body and then when it comes to vegan forms like um pea protein um i think they have like rice protein other types of vegetarian or vegan forms are not very well absorbed by the body so i understand there are certain people who have um Dietary restrictions in terms of if you are following a kosher diet meaning that you can't mix dairy and meat so for you a vegan protein powder may work better with like your religious implications um, in terms of your diet um, and some people just choose to not consume animal products. And again, if that's coming from a place of like diet culture, then obviously I'm not a fan. But if it's coming from a place where you just genuinely don't enjoy animal products or ethical reasons, which I totally understand, that's another story. But if you're just not consuming meat or meat products because you think that it's like not good for you, then I would recommend you um, reevaluating that relationship that you have with food. But that's another story. I'm like going off on a tangent here. Um, however... I just want you guys to know that if you are using protein powder, first and foremost, just like all the other nutrients that I discussed, when in doubt, getting protein from actual natural food sources is always going to be my recommendation. If you are someone who is not meeting your protein needs or you can't get in the amount of protein that you should be consuming then I would recommend a protein powder. So someone like me who doesn't really consume meat very rarely, I, c- I do consume some chicken, but it's mostly eggs and yogurt and beans and things like that. When I'm lifting very heavy, I do consume protein powders because of the fact that I need it to help build and repair my muscles. Um, but otherwise, like, if you're getting enough protein in each of your meals, then there's no need for you to have protein powders. And so I think that that's like a very common misconception where a lot of people think that you should just take protein powders if you're working out and that may be true, but it really depends on what you're getting from your diet. And when in doubt, getting it from your meals are the number one recommendation because obviously protein and its most natural source, so like animal sources, eggs, things like that, is going to be the most bioavailability. It's, it's going to be used easier by the body as compared to a protein powder that's processed. So I know I talked quickly. I apologize. Um, but I just thought that this would be an interesting episode, a little bit different than what I've been talking about in the past. I hope you guys found it helpful. Um, and I will see you guys tomorrow for the last day of the 12 days of Christmas.